Funded Today Nation. Welcome back to the Funded Today podcast. I'm Zach Smith, and on today's episode, you might feel like you're back in business school. We're going to talk about a matrix, the crowdfunding success matrix, to be more precise. What do black holes, shooting stars, and supernovas have to do with crowdfunding? The Funded Today podcast is hosted by world-renowned entrepreneurs and business experts, Thomas Alvord and Zach Smith. To get help with your next big business idea or to take your business to the next level, go to fundedtoday.com. Welcome back. I'm Zach Smith. And I'm Thomas Alvord. In our last episode, we talked about why your crowdfunding campaign or new invention might initially fail and why that's actually okay. If you felt like you're down on your luck and you've never had success as an entrepreneur before, that is the episode for you. Now, in today's episode, we want to talk about the first paradigm we use to analyze a Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaign. And most importantly, over the years, we actually learned that you can use this exact same matrix to analyze any business ventures. It's quite simple. Really, this paradigm, this matrix that we use looks at how good is your product and then also looks at how good or bad is your marketing. And it's super simple, but it actually has a lot of implications and matters substantially. Because if you have a campaign or a business or an e-commerce website and things aren't going the way you wish they were or you thought they would, really it comes down at its core, do you have a product problem or do you have a marketing problem? Let's talk about what this looks like. And by the way, you can get these show notes and look at what we are calling the crowdfunding success matrix in those show notes. So you might want to pull that up if you're driving, probably not. It's very simple, as Thomas said. The crowdfunding success matrix is just like those business matrices, if you've ever been to business school or or done something like that, with the four quadrants divided by an X and a Y axis. So let me just briefly kind of describe it for you. In the bottom right, you've got quadrant four, bottom left, quadrant three, top right, quadrant two, top left, quadrant one. On the y-axis, you have your product, and your product is either bad or good. Y-axis, bad or good. X-axis is your marketing, and your marketing is either good or bad. So then it follows that bad product, bad marketing, quadrant four. Bad product, good marketing, quadrant three. Good product, bad marketing, quadrant two. And good product, good marketing, quadrant one. And all combined, this is called the crowdfunding success matrix. Now we want to get in and explain to you each of these quadrants and how you can tell which quadrant you're in and how you can skip or jump out of some of these quadrants to make it to ultimately the best quadrant which is quadrant one, good product, good marketing. If we look at quadrant four, which we call outer darkness, it's a product that has bad marketing and the product itself is also a bad product. And let me take a little tangent here and describe how we would define a product, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Really, it comes down to does this product convert? When you send traffic, when people see this product, do they buy it or do they not buy it? 
and to provide a framework for averages, there's two metrics that we look at in terms of crowdfunding. And you could also use this for e-commerce, but these numbers apply to crowdfunding, which is the conversion rate and the earnings per visitor. Now, conversion rate and earnings per visitor are the two things that you want to look at to determine whether or not you have a winner or a loser. Both are very simple. Let's start with earnings per visitor. We call that EPV for short, earnings per visitor. Earnings per visitor is a simple metric for determining how valuable your traffic is. So your conversion rate is for every 100 visitors that come to your website, what percentage of them make a purchase? So if there's 100 people that come to your page and three people make a purchase or a pledge, your conversion rate is 3%. It's that simple. Now, your earnings per visitor is a different metric. It basically says for every visitor that comes to your page, how valuable are they, right? Or how valuable is your product? How much revenue is generated by each visitor that comes? So if you have 100 visitors, right, and you have $500 generated in revenue, your earnings per visitor would be $5, right? You had 100 visitors with $500 in sales or revenue. So on average, each visitor generated $5. Now, that could have been one person making a purchase for $500, or it could have been five people making a purchase for $100. It doesn't really matter how many people made a transaction. Really, it's just saying on average, what's the value of each visitor? An important thing to realize is the value that's more important. Is it conversion rate or earnings per visitor? And the reality is most people think it's the conversion rate. The conversion rate actually doesn't matter at all. It's really the earnings per visitor. Because let's say I have a product that has a 5% conversion rate. And let's say I have another product that has a 10% conversion rate. Well, you might think, hey, the product with a 10% conversion rate, that's a better product, right? It's 10% of everyone who goes to your website is purchasing it. Well, what if the cost for that product is only $1? What if the cost on the other product where it's a 5% conversion rate is $100,000? Well, obviously, you would be generating way more revenue with the higher priced item, right? So basically, earnings per visitor is factoring in what's the conversion rate and what's the value of that transaction. And that's giving you the earnings per visitor. So in crowdfunding, when we're looking at, is a campaign performing well? Is it performing not well? Really, we're looking at the product and we're saying, how does this product perform? Do people want it or do they not? Is it a good product or a bad product? And so what we're looking at is the earnings per visitor for that product. Now, Thomas, for Earnings per visitor as it relates to crowdfunding campaigns for Funded Today Nation and for those of you listening to this podcast, can you give them a little bit of a high and low so they know what a good earnings per visitor might be for their crowdfunding campaign? Absolutely. Different traffic is going to convert at a different rate and have a different earnings per visitor. So if you land press, usually the conversion rate and the earnings per visitor for each, for all of the traffic that comes is usually going to be higher than if you're running ads on social media, as an example. Or if you're sending out an email to an email list 
usually that number might be even higher depending on how nurtured they are and how engaged they are. So on average, though, if we're looking across all traffic sources, okay, a campaign that has a $2 earnings per visitor is about average, okay? If you have, say, a 5 to a $10 earning per visitor, then you have a great campaign. And if you have an earnings per visitor that's like 50 cents, then yeah, you have a bad product. And I think that transitions us nicely into the idea of a good EPV versus a bad EPV. And a bad EPV is indicative of a campaign sitting in outer darkness. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't want to be in outer darkness. To wax a little religious here, the scriptures have said there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. It's painful. You got a bad product and bad marketing, and that's when you end up in quadrant four. These are the types of campaigns that aren't even backed by your friends and family. Remember in our Triple F episode, this is when you have a product that even your mom isn't going to back. And the campaigns in the outer darkness are the campaigns nobody ever sees because they're so bad. And the few people who do, they don't even pay attention to them, right? Your marketing is bad. Your product is bad. And so it's just a bad campaign overall. So you don't want to be there. Now, if we move on to quadrant three, you might think quadrant four is the worst quadrant, right? Hey, you got a bad product, bad marketing. It's actually not the worst quadrant to be in. Quadrant three, which is the bottom left, which we call the black hole, is actually the worst quadrant to be in. Now picture a black hole, right? I'm not a scientist, but a black hole basically sucks everything in. So you're throwing your ad dollars at something that's simply not converting. Just picture your bank account getting sucked out. That's the idea of a black hole. Traffic you send, people who come and see it, they don't purchase it. They don't like it. You don't have a good conversion rate. You don't have a high earnings per visitor, but you have good marketing. Technically, if you had good marketing, you would immediately turn your marketing off when you see you're not generating revenue, right? You're not having a good ROI. And Thomas, I think it's important to define good marketing as well, because when we talk about good marketing, that's not just eyeballs on the page. Like we talked about earnings per visitor a little bit, your earnings per visitor improves when you have qualified traffic. So good marketing meets two elements. First, you got to drive a lot of traffic. Everybody wants eyeballs on their page. Just get me more traffic. My product's going to raise tons of money. Send more visitors to my page. It's going to raise tons of money. Not true, right? Remember Thomas's definition of conversion rates and earnings per view. That's not the case. Good marketing combines a lot of traffic and targeted traffic to your e-commerce or crowdfunding page. Right. In the crowdfunding success matrix, what we're looking at is a bad product with good marketing. When we say good marketing, we're talking about you're sending a lot of traffic and you're doing good creatives and you have a good cost per click. Now, the reason this is a black hole is because literally you are flushing your money down the toilet. If we didn't have an outer space theme with outer darkness and black hole and shooting stars and a supernova, we probably would have had a toilet with money in it being flushed down, right? But the idea is, look, you're sending this effort, this money, this time, this energy to run the marketing. And you might, you might have the most spectacular marketer who does the most beautiful and effective creatives, but it doesn't matter, right? It's all for naught. It's completely wasted. It's a black hole because 
that product is literally sucking everything in, all of the light, all of the life, and you're left with nothing after all is said and done. So you don't want to be in that quadrant. Now, Thomas, what product comes to mind most readily for you when you think of the black hole? I think we both could agree it's probably a smart water bottle that you ran. <laughs> you remember that story? Yeah, I do. So this product, and I won't call them out because that's probably mean, but this was a product that the creator designed originally because he was getting tons of headaches. He had a desk job, he was working, and he just felt terrible every day. And he went to a doctor and the doctor attributed his headaches to not being hydrated enough, not drinking water. Makes sense, right? Well, he goes and creates a smart water bottle. And when we see his product and when we look at the pitch and we review the page and the video, he has designed this product not to remind himself and others to drink while they're working eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever it may be, but when they're playing a sport. So they're playing soccer, they're playing a basketball game, and somehow they get a little buzz or a notification, time to drink. Now, I don't know about you, I'm fairly athletic, I play a lot of sports, and Thomas does as well. If I'm playing sports, I don't need to be reminded to drink. I simply am thirsty, I've been running hard, and I drink. It's a natural response, it's, it's subconscious even. And so he actually had a great idea for a product. Problem was, he didn't have the right pain point addressed in all of his pitch material to sell that product. And that was a black hole. He threw money at it. He threw money at it. He threw traffic at it. And it all converted horribly. Now, let me share one other example of a black hole of a client that we worked with. And this was a pet product. And again, I don't want to you know, speak ill of people we've worked with. So I'm not going to say what the product was, but it was a pet product. Okay. They wanted to raise a lot of money. Literally, they raised between Kickstarter and Indiegogo over a million dollars. Okay. Well, what you don't know, they told us they didn't want to keep working with us because they were going to do stuff on their own because we were generating an ROI targeting specific audiences that were generating a positive ROI, but they just wanted to scale this, okay, like crazy. And so literally they spent over a million dollars to raise a million dollars just because they wanted to go get in some of the big pet stores across the, the country. That is an example of a black hole. They didn't have a good product. Their earnings per visitor was not that good. And so they spent and threw so much money at it and it literally sucked up their money and they were doing it just with the hope that they would be able to get a retail placement. Every time you see a million dollar campaign, even a hundred thousand dollar campaign, a five million dollar campaign, you might think, oh my gosh, this guy's made it. He's accomplished the dream. He's a successful entrepreneur. I would recommend to follow the advice that Thomas and I have told you today, earnings per view, conversion rate. Don't immediately assume that when you see a million dollar campaign, it's the most successful thing ever. It could quite possibly be exactly like that pet product Thomas just shared with you. A horrible product with horrible conversion rates that has simply been gamified and manipulated through sending massive amounts of traffic at substantial deficits and losses and is not what it seems. I think a lot of people listening to our podcast and those who are considering crowdfunding might not realize that happens quite a bit. And the only reason people are typically doing that from what we found is they're trying to get in with a, a venture capital or a retail placement. Everyone's going to be different. I imagine most of those guys 
or gals are going to look at it and say, hey, what was your net? How much did you spend? How did this convert? Not just, hey, here's how much you posted. Maybe that would get you the interview based off of how much you generated. But once they dig down and analyze the numbers, they're going to see through it. We have lots of clients make it on Shark Tank and they'll say, I raised $2.6 million. And Thomas and I are like, what was your net on that? While that might not actually get shown on TV, rest assured that when Mark Cuban, Damon John, Lori Grenier, Mr. Wonderful signs a deal, there's a lot of stuff happening in the back end to get to the net profit of the company. And what's interesting about the black hole, Zach, is I think a lot of this might even have more application to people outside of crowdfunding, especially the VCs and the people who are really trying to push new product. Because with crowdfunding, typically it's somebody who's in a startup phase and they have a limited budget and they're not going to go spend stupid money trying to promote it. And they're going to be more calculated in what they do. It's the people who are trying to play the big game that I see run into this problem. And it's those people who I think have a product or app installs or whatever, and they don't, they don't have the revenue, right? I understand it's, it's a different game. We have these users, we have these app users, whatever. We have this traffic. Now, how do we monetize it? And obviously, that's not a bad thing. You look at people like Facebook, which didn't really have revenue, and then they figured out how to monetize it. Once they went public, they really focused on that. Obviously, they're an animal now. They make massive amounts of money. That's not always the case, but you really got to think, what is the product? Do you have a good product here? Is it smart to be spending so much money? Don't be a black hole. If you have a bad product, then do not spend and send tons of traffic to it. I love that. So quadrant four, outer darkness. Quadrant three, black hole. Now let's get on to some exciting, happy news. This is quadrant two, shooting stars or meteor showers. We added meteor showers a year or so later, and we'll explain here momentarily. Of all the four quadrants, in my opinion, shooting stars are probably our most favorite. Shooting stars are the crowdfunding campaigns that have a great product, but the marketing either isn't there or it doesn't last. When you look up in a night sky and you're out where there's no city lights and you see a star go across the sky, granted it's not a star, again, scientists don't rip us up here, but you see that shooting star right fly across the sky and it's fleeting. That's the type of marketing we're talking about when we're referring to shooting stars and meteor showers. It's there for a second and then gone. Flash in the pan kind of thing. 15 minutes of fame. These are your shooting stars. And a lot of campaigns start off as a shooting star because they've lined up some PR or they've had some other connections or they've done some pre-launch and then they launch and they come out with a bang. They raise $50,000 in the first day and then it dies down. Probably one of my favorite examples of a shooting star comes from a belt campaign we worked with. It was a magnetic type of belt. This campaign started off with quite a big bang. Had a mild spike at the first of their campaign, and then every day kind of had a little meteor shower effect where you'd see some pledges come in for the next seven to 10 days. But then midway through the campaign, although every single crowdfunding campaign experiences a mid-campaign lull, this campaign was having like one backer a day for probably 10 to 15 days. And then we got the marketing right. We decided to work with this campaign and huge spike at the end. A lot of times with shooting stars, 
you have that initial success, then you have that dead middle period. And then if you don't ever figure out how to get your marketing right, you have your dead in period too. So you don't know you have a shooting star until you prove good marketing. And so that's what happened in this campaign. We implemented the marketing that's raised $200 million and the rest is history. And this campaign averaged over $12,000 a day for the campaign and had huge days. At the end of the campaign, it had days raising well over 70, 80,000 bucks. So shooting stars. And with a shooting star, you don't always have to have a big bank or a day with a whole bunch raised. Another campaign that comes to mind that we worked with was Spine Gym. Spine Gym was a thing to work out your spine, and it was a home gym, uh, as the name implies. And after the first week or so, they hadn't even raised $10,000, and they were completely dead. So they never were really a shooting star, I guess you could say, right? There was never a moment of like this awesome fame that they had, and then it kind of died down. Like They literally were just kind of dead. Now, what's interesting is they had a good product, but from the appearance, you couldn't tell they had a good product. Anyone looking at it would be like, yeah, that's kind of a crummy product based off of how much they've raised and how many backers they have. But once we worked with them and put our marketing behind it, they raised over half a million dollars. And so really, we saw, oh, initially, they were a shooting star, right? They had a good product, but bad marketing. So their success was fleeting, wasn't sustained. It wasn't massive. And that's where you get to be a supernova. When you take a good product like Spine Gym and then put good marketing behind it. And that's exactly what happened with Spine Gym. Spine Gym ultimately became a supernova and to date has raised over $2 million for this product that originally looked like it was almost in outer darkness. So very exciting. And as Thomas mentioned, our last quadrant is a supernova. That's quadrant one. That's where you want to be. Really simple. Good product. What does good product mean? Good marketing. What does good, mar good marketing mean? We've talked about those. That gives you a supernova. A good product combined with good marketing is a supernova. The best example of supernova is probably the Baobax travel jacket invented by Haral Sangavi. We helped them raise over $4.4 million. It had the triple F. It had the powerful launch. And then right after the powerful launch, it had the sustained good marketing that led it to become, I think at the time of us recording this podcast, it is the sixth most funded campaign in crowdfunding history. The Baobax travel jacket. Most of you've heard about it. It's went on to be in airports all around the world. It's a travel jacket that has 10 or 20 different pockets and, and things that you can hold your gloves in, hold your, it, it has a case for like a cozy for a drink. It has a little microfiber cloth to clean your glasses with or make your sunglasses clean or remove smudges from your phone or tablet devices. Just very innovative, very cool. They took a traditional jacket and said, how can we make this functional? How can we make this the only jacket you'll need when you're trying to get from point A to point B? How do we get in and out of security? get on a plane, travel, make it to our destination. That's the Baobags travel jacket. Now, how can you take this matrix and apply it outside of this? How do we apply it? And I'll give an example just a week ago how I applied it. Now, I wasn't necessarily thinking 
crowdfunding success matrix. And that's not the vernacular I was using when I was talking with one of our clients. But there was a client we're working with, and they had a successful raise on Kickstarter, uh, raised over $100,000. The campaign converted well. Um, it was a good product with good marketing. And on their e-commerce, on their website, we started working with them. We turned on traffic and started running traffic. Things weren't converting. So then we tweaked some of the marketing, some of the audience targeting, some of the placements, ran some marketing, and things still weren't converting. Okay. At that point, the client said, hey, how about we do this, make this tweak, and then send some more traffic. As I thought about doing that, I realized that's actually not what we need. We don't need more traffic. Right now, we have a conversion issue. If your conversion rate is under 1%, it doesn't matter if I send a 1,000 visitors or a million visitors. The ROI won't be there. We literally have to go and we have to fix the conversion rate. In a way, we already know he has a good product. It's a little more nuanced than this paradigm of what's your product, what's your marketing. But in this case, we have to say, okay, what are we going to do so the product converts? Part of that is changing the web page. Part of it is changing the offer. By changing the web page and how the product is presented, the product's the same, right? But how the product is presented, in a way, it helps move the product along the scale of being a good product, right? Because it's the perception of these users, of these visitors that are looking at the product and, and what they perceive the value and the benefit of the product being, right? We need to improve that and tweak that. And then also with the marketing, instead of just sending the traffic right away, hey, how do we put some offers in there for this specific product that will get it to convert? We've come up with the campaign that we've worked with and we'll test that and we'll see how it goes. It's a very big picture paradigm. And another way to look at it, instead of do you have a good or a bad product or good or bad marketing, another way to look at it is this. Do you have a good or bad conversion rate? And is the amount of traffic you're sending good or bad, high or low? And really, that's what you got to look at. Hey, I'm not generating sales. Okay, well, is it because you don't have the right traffic or is it because it's not converting? And then focus where you need to focus first. And if you do have sales, well, are you able to do it at a positive ROI? If you don't have it at a positive ROI, obviously, more traffic is not your answer. More marketing is not your answer. Your answer is going to have to be, to tweak and improve your conversion rate. And if you can't do that, then it might be you have a bad product. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about the seven P's of crowdfunding success. And we'll talk about seven specific ways that we have found over the course of this 200 million raised that you can improve your product's conversion rate. Because I think most of you are like, okay, great. Now you've fixed my mindset. Now I'm not like, a lot of those people on crowdfunding who say, if I could just get more eyeballs on my page, I'd make tons of money. Because that's probably not true. It's probably a conversion rate. It's probably an earnings per, per view issue that you're dealing with, i.e. a product issue. And we'll talk about that product being one of our seven Ps in our next episode. I love the definition of supernova though. So before we close, I just, I just Googled this and this, this is what came up. A supernova is an explosion of a star that briefly outshines an entire galaxy Radiating as much energy as the sun or any ordinary star is expected to emit over its entire lifespan. Normally, this shining 
and energy radiation last several weeks or maybe even months. Does that sound like a crowdfunding campaign or am I just a nerd and doing this too much? That's exactly what you want to happen in your 30 to 60 day campaign. No peaks, no valleys or troughs, just steady, consistent, supernova-like pledges throughout your entire campaign. And that's what happened with Baobacks and that's what's happened with any of those supernova-type campaigns that you see that raise the big money on crowdfunding. So we hope you enjoyed this episode today. We're really excited. Apply the crowdfunding success matrix. I love what Thomas said, how he simplified it. And to not think of it as a bad product or bad marketing even, but just how are my conversion rates? How is my marketing? Is my marketing good or bad? Are my conversion rates good or bad? Look at, is it a traffic issue or a conversion issue? If it's a traffic issue, you have a good conversion or a good earnings per visitor. Well, you just need more traffic. Where do you get that? If you have enough traffic and you just have no sales, then it's a conversion issue. It's an earnings per visitor. And you need to figure out how do you present the product differently so people purchase it? How do you tweak your website if that's what's needed? Or do you actually just have a bad product? There's not a market for it, at least not for the channel or the platform, which is what we'll talk about in our next episode. But again, those are the things to look for. Is it a conversion rate or a traffic issue? That's what it comes down to. All right. It's that time of week again, the funded today product of the week. And my pick for product of the week is Aram One. Aram One is the first AR multifunctional measuring device that actually works. It's pretty cool. You attach it to your smartphone and then to measure a straight line distance, a little laser beam pops out. You pop that, you aim that laser beam right at your uh, first point and then you go to your end point. And you measure it, and then right on your smartphone, it pops up the distance in inches, centimeters, or feet, and tells you exactly what it is to measure. So you don't need somebody else to help you out. You can do it yourself, and it works right through your smartphone. Pretty cool, pretty powerful. It is still funding on Indiegogo in demand right now. Check it out. Arum One, A R R I M One O N E. My product of the week is the Nano Pen. It's the world's smallest and indestructible EDC pen tool. Imagine a pen that you could clip onto your keys, right? It has a, a key ring and it has a screw that you can unscrew. So you basically always have a pen with you. And like I said, it's indestructible. It's waterproof. They, they put it in fire. Cars run over it. It's smash proof. They smash it with rocks and it basically won't break. You always have a pen with you and it's never going to break. It's pretty awesome. I want one of these for myself. That's why I've chosen it for the product of the week. Check it out, the Nano Pen. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to tune in to our next masterclass. We're going to be discussing Funded Today's seven Ps for crowdfunding success. After you understand each of these seven Ps, you will find out just how critical they are to your campaign success. If even one of these Ps is off, that can be the difference between success and failure. And as always, remember, don't wait until tomorrow. Get funded today. Funded Today is the worldwide leader in rewards-based crowdfunding on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Combined, they have raised over $200 million and counting for thousands of new ideas and inventions worldwide. If you've got an idea for a new product or invention, visit FundedToday.com to speak with one of their experts.